You are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This is Daniel Davis. This week we are looking at Unit 15, Session 3, titled God's Judgment Through the Nations. With this session, we come to the end of the southern kingdom of Judah as we have known it in the Old Testament thus far. Jonah and Nahum prophesied against Nineveh of Assyria. To Jonah they listened and repented. But Nahum's indictment against Nineveh, along with the Lord's declaration of destruction, was fulfilled at the hands of the growing Babylonian Empire. At this time, the northern kingdom of Israel was long gone, and the kings of southern Judah had been a mixed bag. Some had followed God, but most did not. God had given Judah a very long leash with ample opportunities to repent of their unfaithfulness, yet they continued to break their covenant with Yahweh, and God's wrath was stirred, this time against his own rebellious, obstinate people. The Lord sent Babylon against Judah as his instrument of judgment. At first, Babylon held sway over Judah for about two decades, beginning in 605 BC, demanding tribute from the nation and setting up and deposing Judah's kings as they saw fit. Yet still, the kings and people of Judah failed to return to the Lord. So in 586 BC, in his righteousness, God removed his protective hand. Judah's time was up, and total destruction came swiftly through the hands of the Babylonians, particularly King Nebuchadnezzar, just as the Lord had promised through Moses in the law in Deuteronomy 28. Looking at the three points of this session, you'll see they are all framed around the actions and consequences for obstinate people. In point one, we read that King Zedekiah, a grandson of good King Josiah, did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord, meaning he refused to walk in God's ways. He chose pride rather than humility. Specifically, this course of evil from Zedekiah was a rejection of the prophetic words of Jeremiah. And as goes the king, so goes the people, and vice versa. God's ways set down in his law, the expectations upon Judah as a part of their covenant with the Lord, were rejected in favor of paths to please themselves. Coming to point two, I want to highlight the distinction between points one and two. In point one, we speak of the people rejecting God's ways. In point two, rejecting God's word. These are synonyms of one another in Scripture, but we have distinguished them here in this way. The Israelites had rejected God's ways laid down in his law in the past, and now they were rejecting God's word that was coming to them through the prophets that they should repent and return to the Lord and his ways in the law. The people cared not for the things of the Lord, and they were obstinate in their rebellion against Him, even though the Lord sent prophet after prophet after prophet to turn them from their wicked ways. So in point three, the Lord brought His just judgment against His people. He sent the Chaldeans, another name for the Babylonians, to execute His judgment upon all of the people. Many were killed. Some were deported and the city and its temple were completely destroyed. Everything of significance and meaning for these people of the Lord was now lost, 
because they had declared by their consistent, unfaithful actions that they were not people of the Lord. But curiously, the writer of Second Chronicles makes mention of the word of the Lord of judgment through Jeremiah and a reference to a Sabbath rest of 70 years, which also came through Jeremiah. Even while the Lord was planning his punishment of Judah, he was preparing for their restoration through a remnant. Make sure to use the last paragraph of the commentary for this point on page 147 in your leader guide to help your group see a popular verse of Scripture in context. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Or as some may know it, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Sometimes this is spoken as a blanket promise for our present. But Jeremiah spoke it as a promise to sustain the Lord's remnant, even though they would suffer greatly through the destruction of Jerusalem and the exile. This isn't a promise of perpetually cheery days for the believer, but of the hope we have in the Lord who is faithful to His promises and to His people. No matter the hardships we experience now, the Lord is with us and is leading us to the fulfillment of all His promises in Jesus Christ when He comes again to restore all that is presently wrong in His creation on account of sin. God righteously punished His people of Judah for their sin, but He kept the promise He had made to David to preserve a remnant and provide a king. The end of Second Chronicles records the king of Persia's decree that allowed all the exiled people of Judah to return home and rebuild the temple. And the end of Second Kings records the reversal of fortune for the Davidic king who had been imprisoned in Babylon and then freed to eat in the presence of the Babylonian king for the rest of his life. Because the Lord kept his promises to David and his people, even through the exile, he was able to keep his promise to provide the Savior that we all need. Ultimately, God punished sin not through this exile, but through his Son, Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of David, and made him our King forever. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.